Well, Brad told the, the, the story in Sunday school um, about the preacher who, um, he was a rural preacher, and then the far, a farmer came, you know, it was bad weather, whatever, and the farmer uh, came to church, and he was the only one there, and the uh, farmer preacher says, wow, you know, if, um, uh, should I preach, you know, and then the, and the farmer said, well, you know, if I had one cow that was in the barn, I'd have to feed it, it's okay. So he preached his sermon, and he preached the whole thing and whatever, and then when he was done, uh, asked the farmer, well, what'd you think? He says, well, I certainly wouldn't have given it the whole hay mile. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyhow, I'm going to give you the whole hay mile. <laughs> this is one of those um, uh, sermons that I, you know, I, well, you can tell me after we're done if you like it or not, but I, I, I really, I, re- I really like this uh, idea. So, I'm going to share it with you this morning, and uh, hopefully, it's for you. Uh, because Matthew chapter five, we're going to start there. Matthew chapter five, verses twenty-five to thirty-four. Um, the children want to go. Is there someone downstairs? Glenda went down. So, if you want to, you know, I don't know who all goes downstairs. They don't, they don't get downstairs anymore. My goodness, they're so old. Yeah. What's that do to you, Grandma? <laughs> yeah, they're getting old. That's one thing about children. They remind us how old we are, you know? Uh, not by saying, just by their physical age, you know? Matthew 25, excuse me, Matthew 5, beginning at verse 25. And this is about the woman, the woman who has the issue of blood and that how that she has to focus. And, and, and the subtitle of my, 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 my sermon is titled The Storms of Life, but the subtitle is Expectations with Focus. Uh, so as we think about um, storms, <laughs> well, I'll do an, expl- an explanation. Um, whenever we think of storms, you know, we see if you watch the weather map and all those types of things, high, high pressure, low pressure, um, well, high pressure is that the winds are circulating clockwise and rising. Low pressure, they're circulating counterclockwise and descending. So that's why tornadoes are cl- counterclockwise and funneling down. So whenever you have the two of them meeting, you have conflict. So when you have high pressure, low pressure, and whenever they are really violent... That's where we come up with our strong storms and, uh, you know, where the tornadoes and flooding and, you know, disaster things that, that, that collide. And this picture here is kind of a, 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 I mean, it's just a beautiful picture of two fronts, you know, the high pressure and the low pressure combining. And uh, Jose wanted to circle the little boat over there and said, that's you <laughs> or that's me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So when you're looking at, uh, looking at this massive front moving in, and there's no way that you can stop them. There's no way that you can stop the high pressures and low pressures from coming into your life or coming across the United States or going around the world. You can't stop them. They're always in motion. So we will always have highs and lows. Wow, that's a bummer. Let's move to the Bahamas, where there's always highs. Excuse me. <laughs> they get some low pressures coming through there. 
with the hurricanes and things. So there's always storms that come into our life, and there's highs and lows. Now, the challenge is, and, and, and again, this is just for illustration, that there's good and evil in our world. And that they're, um, they're in constant motion. Good is in constant motion, so is evil. Well, what happens when the two of them collide in your life? For, you know, we are tempted by the things that uh, we, are, uh, we are drawn away by our own lust and enticed. So we are tempted by the very things that are our own weaknesses. And so the storms of life, the evil of life, comes into our life to tempt us. And, and, the, and the high of our life is our relationship with Jesus Christ that's always trying to take us to rise above it. And the, and the lows are co- you know, constantly trying to create turmoil and stress and, and drive home, a, you know, make disaster out of life. So these things are always in, in coming into our life, in and out of our lives. So we're never going to have a situation and never going to have a time in which there are not highs and lows passing through our life. Isn't that encouraging? <laughs> but it's the truth. You know, we all have highs and lows. We all have good days and bad days. You know? And, and we are cyclic, you know? Uh, we run in cycles, whether it's monthly or every six weeks or whatever. We are seasonally cyclic. We, uh, we have our highs and lows in, in the springtime, summer, fall, winter. We have our, you know, we're constantly in these cycles of life. And so what are they to us and how do we interpret them? Well, let's look at Ma- Matthew chapter 5, verse 25. What do we have here? Is that it? Matthew chapter 5. Oh, excuse me. It's Mark chapter 5. Uh, I'm sorry. They fixed it because I said Matthew and I meant Mark. Say, it's not Matthew. It's Mark chapter 5. If I could read my writing, it would be good. At least you know it's not somebody else's sermon, right? I wrote it. It's Mark chapter 5. I can't even read it. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. There we go. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Maybe I should get somebody else's sermons. People would show up. <laughs> they might enjoy them better. Uh, but anyhow, Mark chapter 5, verse 25. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. Okay, so we got lots of people around Jesus. Uh, and a woman who was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she got worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding around you, his disciples answered, and you ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. There are many challenges in our life, okay? Many turmoils. Some of these turmoils come for long periods of time. Now, have you ever been in a place where you needed to feel the touch of someone? that you feel that the aloneness of life is more than you can bear, even whenever you're in a crowd or uh, in a group of individuals, and you feel all alone. Well, know that God is the one waiting for us to speak our need, for us to reach out and to touch Him. 
know that for us to call out for God is for us to know that our need is in front of us and, that's the, and, and there must be an expectation of what we want to do with that need. Where do we want to go with it? So this woman then who had this incurable condition caused uh, uh, that, that she had been seeking for the physicians and everyone to, to take care of her and help her and we find that it didn't work and her condition continued to get worse and in that society she was excluded. She was an outcast. And it was in this state of constant shunning that somewhere in her spirit the knowledge, the faith, the expectation came uh, to her to, to go and to see Jesus. But in this moment and in this point, she had to push through the crowds, she had to push through the, um, the doubts that she would have in her own life and, and, the, and, and the, you know, push through the, the traditions that told her that she was unclean and, she, and, and the traditions that told her she was really unworthy to be there to touch Jesus. But she declared in her heart, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. That's the expectation. See, in our life, no matter what happens to us, there are expectations. What do you expect to happen? What do you expect to ha- What do I expect to happen with my life, in my life, in my circumstance? Do I, do I expect the perfect storm to arise <laughs> in the movie and just totally overwhelm us? Do I expect that no matter how great the storm, that God is going to be with me? And, and so we learn these things. We, we experience these things in our life. And verse 29 says, Immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her sufferings. Her expectations were met. Hmm. Her focus was to touch Jesus. And her focus was, if I touch him, I'll be healed. Expectation. And that's, the, that's what we're looking at today. And in the storms of life, in the situations of life, in the highs and lows colliding in our life, what is our expectation and what is our focus? So did, the real, did this woman really know who Jesus was? I mean, did she know that she was touching God? Or did she just know that she was touching this man who was exceptionally different than anybody else in that time period? Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 to 27. Okay? This is Matthew. Matthew chapter 8. I've got it. Like I said, I'm going to give you the whole load. All right? You're getting the whole load. Whole wagon load. Because it, it all goes together. All right? And, it, and it's really something I, I think that, you're, you, that you'll remember. It's something that I remember. <laughs> uh, it's something that as it falls into a sequence here... You, you really get a, a picture uh, of, what, well, of what this means. And, and it's, it's a little different picture than, I, than I've ever had before. So Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27. Then he got in the boat and his disciples followed him without warning. So Jesus is in the boat with his disciples. Okay, they're going out on the Sea of Galilee. Without warning, a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. And the disciples went and woke him. Oh, but uh, Jesus was sleeping, and the disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You have little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. 
The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and waves obey him. So, storms reveal our expectations. Storms reveal our focus. All right? Now, our expectations, we usually, our expectations are, Jesus, just calm the storms of my life. I want peace and tranquility. How many want peace and tranquility 24 hours, 7 days a week? Thank you. I do. <laughs> Whether you do or not, I like it just be calm, okay? Just, just get the bad people out of my life. I'm not going to watch the news. I'm not going to read the newspaper and all that garbage that goes on in the politics in our society. I'm not paying attention to it. I'm calm. I am tranquil. 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 Anyhow, I'm something like that. The Tweety Bird Twinkle. <laughs> but then that cat comes around. <laughs> so, we got all this going on. See what people miss when you know not here? But anyhow, storms reveal our expectations, and we like things to be calm. <laughs> not Twinkle. So, the disciples in, that, in, in this uh, are, are, are taken by surprise. Now, you've got to understand, Jesus finished... No, okay, got to understand. Jesus has, has, has come here, and they're out on the boat. You would think that if you're in the boat with Jesus, everything's fine. Right? If you're in a boat with Jesus, everything is good. But where are they at? They're on the Sea of Galilee. Now, the Sea of Galilee... It's not, you know, I, I was talking to someone, and they said, well, it's like one of our Great Lakes. No, it's not like the Great Lakes. The Sea of Galilee is 13 miles long and 7 miles wide. That's not very big. You can see one end to the other. No matter where you're at, you can see almost, you can see the entire lake. We would call it just a big, big lake. But it's 150 feet deep, and its shoreline is 680 feet below sea level. So when storms come, remember what happens with low pressures, counterclockwise and descending. So the, the storms coming off of the Mediterranean are hitting the land and they are on a downhill slide right into the, right into the Sea of Galilee. And the Sea of Galilee is like, there's mountains around it and at the one end of the sea, there's this kind of open corridor like this. Um, when you look out at the gap, out of Johnstown, you know, have the mountains going across, and then there's, there's a, that, that gap there. Well, that's what happens at the Sea of Galilee. There's kind of like that kind of a gap. And, what, and so the storms come off of the Mediterranean, and it's all downhill. And then they, they get funneled through this, <laughs> funneled through what happens when you push air and everything into a funnel? It picks up speed. <laughs> so you have this place where the, the storms just kind of shovel down into the Sea of Galilee, and they're funneled in there, and all of a sudden, boom, you can have 20-foot waves. In a matter of no time, these storms descend from the Mediterranean down into the Sea of Galilee, and you've got some violent storms, because as soon as it hits the Sea of Galilee, then it's going up again because the mountains are on, the other, on all sides. So you've got a perfect place for a perfect storm. Except you don't have big boats, you just kind of got these fishing boats. So it's a perfect place for violent, sudden storms that can produce waves in excess of 20 feet. 
in Matthew chapter 8, this violent storm came up and Jesus is asleep in the boat. The, expecta- the, the experienced sailors, all right, what happens? They panic. We're all going to die. Expectation, we're going to drown. The focus, let's wake Jesus. <laughs> you know, he's in a boat with us. He's supposed to make sure we don't have storms. But we got a storm. Lord, save us or we drown. We perish. So all of us have been here. All of us have been in a place where we've been caught off guard by an event. Something happens and the first expectation that we have is that rushes through our mind. It's all over. <laughs> We're going under. Things are never going to get better. Things are, you know, they can't get better. They're going to, they're just, everything's going to die. It's all over. But Jesus replies. What does he reply? What does he say? Why are you so afraid? afraid? And then what else? You You of little faith, why are you so afraid? The challenge of this storm, first lesson of storms, it reveals to us the kind of Jesus that is in our boat. What kind of Jesus is in my boat? What kind of man, what does it read on? What does it say? Jesus rebukes the storm. And then the men, verse 27, the men asked him to say, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and waves obey him. Sometimes the storms that come into our life are solely to prove to us what kind of God we serve. What kind of God is this that can speak peace to my storm and everything changes? Even the winds and waves obey him. So what is the new expectation? The expectation was, we're going to drown. What's the new expectation? Jesus, who is with me, can do anything. Even the wind and waves obey him. And what's the focus? Jesus. So the disciples had to wake him to find out what type of man this is. And when they woke him, he calmed the storm. All right, second storm. Matthew 14. Matthew 14, verses 22 to 23. Matthew 14, verses 22 to 32, excuse me. (laughs) Matthew 14, 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. So, they have just finished feeding the 5,000. Okay? They, they have once again proved what type of Jesus this is that, that's with them. He can, he can take five loaves and five, five flat pancakes and, and two sardines and feed 5,000 men plus women and children. Wow, what kind of Jesus is this? Okay? Finish that, they get in the boat, Jesus doesn't get in with them. They get in the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismisses the crowd. Verse 23, after he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Another storm came up. During the fourth watch of the night... Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. 
And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost. And they, they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said, take courage. It is I, do not be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Verse 29, come, he said. Hmm. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? When they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, you, Truly, you are the Son of God. So, you've just finished a miracle, a major miracle. <laughs> you know, I'm sure miracles are, you know, they come in different sizes. Uh, this one is a major miracle. 5,000 people are fed from five flat pancakes and two sardines. I remember that sermon. Remember that sermon? I brought, the, I brought in five pancakes and two sardines, and I tried to feed all of you. It didn't work. But anyhow, nobody eats a sardine, so they were still here when the church was over. <laughs> so they're in this storm, but Jesus isn't with them. What is the fear of the storm? The fear of the storm, the second fear here that we have in this storm, is that we're all alone. First one, Jesus is in the boat with us, and he calms, us, you know, even the winds and waves. What kind of a guy is this? Now, we have a storm comes up, but somehow Jesus isn't with us. We're all alone in this. So, what are we, what are we now to do? What is the expectation at this point? We're on our own. <laughs> we know what kind of a man Jesus is. He calms the storm, he feeds 5,000, but he's not here. So what's the lesson now? Jesus came walking on the water. Now, that's not the lesson. Verse 27, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Verse 28, Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. The lesson here in this storm is not about Jesus. It's about Peter. It's about the disciples. It's also about you and I. The expectation of what we can do when we are focused on Jesus. The storm when the highs and the lows come in our life, what are we going to do about it? What is God going to do through us? Prompted by faith, prompted by the word of God, that what God can do in us. You say, well, I can't walk on water. Well, you're right. But this is not our storm. This is Peter's storm. This is the disciples' storm. Walking on water is taking a step of faith that is an obedience to the word. It is an obedience to Christ's prompting. And this is where you and I, in our highs and lows and the storms of life, when we hear the word of God and we focus on the word of God and the word of God speaks to our hearts and prompts us, come to me. It's like, get out of the boat. Move from where you are at and move on with your life. Move on and step out and stay focused. Who is the focus? Because whenever we lose focus, we sink. It's about what we can do in our storms. What God will do through us in our storms. First storm teaches us who it is that we're with. The second storm teaches us 
who we are in our storms. Hmm. Walking on circumstances. So, high pressure, winds that circulate clockwise and rise. Low pressure, winds that circulate counterclockwise and down. <laughs> Isn't that a lot like life? The winds that we face lift us up or drive us down. Lift us up, beat us down. Highs and lows. Life is filled with highs and lows. We watched the Weather Channel, huh? High here, pressure here. In the winter, we have the wraparound, northeastern, nor'easterns that come around the storm and pick up all the moisture from the, from the ocean and come around up through New York and hit the, hit the highs, the lows, or whatever from Canada and freeze the water and drive it down into central Pennsylvania and we have three feet of snow on a nor'eastern. I've watched the Weather Channel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And how many times do we know they've been wrong? <laughs> All week. But this is but isn't this life? We have highs and lows and the lows come, "Oh my gosh, it's over now." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, that wasn't so bad." <laughs> okay? So, first storm shows us who God is, second storm shows us who we are, third storm, Acts chapter 27. Verses 13 to 44. Uh, I'm not going to read them all. <laughs> Acts chapter 17. Excuse me. Acts chapter 27. Sorry. Save it, guys. I just They all about died back there. You gave us the wrong information. <laughs> Sorry. Like I said, can't read my own writing. Acts 27. Verses 13 to 44. Now, I said, not going to read it all, but verse 22. Um, Paul is on a prison ship, okay? He is 14 days in this storm. 14 days, they haven't been able to see the sun. I think it was Johnstown. And uh, they gave up hope of surviving. And it talks in there how that they, they strapped the ship. What they did was they took cables, ropes, put them underneath the ship... I don't know how they did that, you know. Put them underneath the ship, brought them up over, and tied the ropes together to hold the ship together. I mean, they literally tied the ship together to save it in this, in this storm. It was a violent storm. But verse 22. I urge you now, now I urge you to take, take heart, for there will be no loss of life. Because everybody figured they were dead. They are dead meat, you know. 14 days being tossed around on, on, on the, on the uh, ocean. They have no navigation system. Why? Because they, they can't see the stars. They have no idea where they're at. They have no idea what, you know, why, how far they've been pushed off course. I mean, it's just, you know, it's a total disaster. You're at, the, you're at the mercy of the wind and the waves, and you haven't got a clue where you're at. Paul says, I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of, the, uh, angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve. And the angel told Paul, Do not be afraid. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all the, those who sail with you. Verse 25. 
So keep your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Okay? Storms like this come along suddenly. And they may last a long time. The expectation and focus, we lose it sometimes. Now, remember this. The storm came. Paul and the ship did not need to be there. Paul warned them, don't go. I don't care what the weather says. I don't care what the thing is. We can't go because if we go, we're going to lose everything. Ever been in a storm where you told people to avoid it, but they didn't listen? You know, I told you guys you shouldn't do this, but you didn't listen. Any I told you so's? Anybody know those things? Yeah, okay. I've told people things before. <laughs> they didn't listen. And I was right. <laughs> but these storms can cause you to feel out of control and the expectations and focus are even more difficult because you know you were smart enough not to go there. But they weren't and you had to go with them. Well, Paul is on a prison ship and he is not, he's not able to say, we're not going. They're not going to listen to him. The people in authority are going to say, we're going. Storms can be divine interruptions into the plans of man. You're just along for the ride. And you are in a place where storms have happened, where these two pressure fronts collide, and it has nothing to do with you. You're involved in a storm that isn't about you. But God has a better plan in the expectations. What storm is there that God cannot see you through? The focus that the hand of God is upon me. He will take you through. God has promised. So the third lesson here is you are in this storm not for yourself, but you are in this storm because God wants you to be there for other people. <laughs> you are God's instrument that he's going to use in this situation for the people around you. And what is the word that Paul has? Keep your courage. He's telling these people, keep your courage. I have faith in God. The God that I serve told me there's not going to be any loss of life. Ship's gone. The ship's history. But none of us will die. That's what God says. And why is Paul there? Not of any choice of his own. He's a prisoner, and he told the people not to sail. But nobody listened. So he is there because God put him there to take care of all the other people. So, what shall separate me? The expectations on our life are what all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. The focus, what shall separate me from the love of God? Shall tribulation and trial, shall life or death or, or pestilence, any things above, things below, what can separate me? Expectation, what can stop the plan of God in my life? Storms may be evil pressure colliding with divine will, but the purpose is greater than who we are. We are serving someone greater than ourselves. Expectation, I am more than a conqueror through Christ. The woman with the issue of blood, 
she pushed through the crowd. <clears throat> Our focus, reach out and touch God. Hear from Him. Build your expectations. For you see, Jesus is in our boat. What manner of man is this that even the wind and waves obey him? Well, Jesus is not in the boat. <laughs> There's a storm. But yet, he will speak to us and he will inspire us to step out in faith and come to him. It's what God will do in us. And then what God will do through us. The storms of life. Focus and expectation. But before you see, in this shipwreck, there was an island that needed a message. There were soldiers who needed to hear the word of God. There were slaves who needed to be set free by the message of Paul. And they were shipwrecked on this island. And they had to stay there the entire winter months. Was it three months, six months, I'm not sure. Three months, five months, I don't know. And it all started off with a miracle. The miracle, Paul is gathering. Well, none of, them, none of them lost their lives. That's the first miracle. Second one, they were gathering sticks. And a snake bit Paul, latched right onto him. He took it and he hung it over the fire. Everybody saw it. They said, oh, he may have lived through this, but he's got to be a bad man the, because the gods got him. He burnt the snake off. He didn't die. And he had a message from God. He wasn't there because of something he did. He was something other people did. And he was the messenger of God with a message. So you see, storms of life, good and evil, high pressure, low pressure, they come through our life. God is with me. God is... Um, touching my life, working with me, in me, and then God uses me to touch others. Shall we stand? <laughs> That's the whole load. <laughs> so now when you think of the storms, you understand. Highs and lows. You look at the weatherman, highs and lows. They're going to keep coming. Can't stop them. In our lives, highs and lows are always going to be there trying to drive us down or lift us up, we can use the storm. <laughs> I always think of um, eagles. You know, eagles use the high pressure to take them up. They never allow themselves, they have enough sense, sense to not be caught in the low pressure which would drive them to the ground. <laughs> How about us? Don't allow low pressures low times to drive us down. Always allow the Spirit of God to rise us up. God we serve can calm the storms. The God we serve can help us walk on the circumstances. The God we serve will give us a word from Him to those around us. <laughs>